Thank you for listening to the Praise Family of Churches podcast. We have physical buildings throughout Oregon in Monmouth, McMinnville, Eugene, Mitchell, and Willamina, but our community extends around the world. If you would like more information about any of our churches, please visit www.praiseonline.net. Yeah, but I guess where I want to start uh, is that the linchpin verse for the gospel is found in Deuteronomy 21:23, And it states in Judaic law that any man hung on a tree is under the curse of God. So you see, there really was no room, not in the traditions, not in the laws, not in the minds of the Jews, not for a crucified Messiah. And the Greeks, they could not conceive a God who would allow his son to die at the hands of his enemies. That was, that was folly akin to madness. They just couldn't believe. They couldn't believe a God so scandalous, employing a plan so disastrous, compelled by a love so outlandish. It was absurd. And to be expected to believe that that man on the tree was also king of the earth, the heavens, the universe. It was, it was all just too much. I mean, come on, they had him tacked to their pitiful little cross. Some God, they said. No, church, Jesus was not the miraculous Messiah nor the reasonable philosoph they wanted. And so they cursed him, and they hung him themselves. Never once asking God the Father if maybe Jesus, just maybe Jesus could be the answer to the prayers that they had prayed for a thousand years. Forgetting that without the shedding of blood, there really could be no forgiveness of sin anyway. This This man, this Jesus, is the God we celebrate today. Not the God of our own creation or heaven help us, our own expectation, but of a God whose ways are so much higher than our ways. Amen? You know, it's crazy because the Jesus that that we tend to speak of so, I would say casually, in 21st century America was an impossibility to the ancient world. Jesus was an impossible man. Jesus claimed an impossible plan, and that is, hear me, church, precisely why he's God, and that is precisely why it worked, because our Jesus, your Jesus, my Jesus, did not just come to die. It's true, he was crucified like a convict shredded until the flesh of his shoulders hung in folds against his hips, back exposed, as a wooden cross tore through his tissues to grate against his bones. He knew untold anguish, sorrow, unlike any other, the son of our God dying the death of a monster because he loved us. He loved you and I, his executioners, but our Jesus did not just come to die. It's true a sword was thrust through his side to lance a broken heart. He was peeled off the cross and he was laying in the dark of some other man's tomb. 
But our Jesus did not just come to die. And I am begging you, friends, this morning in the worthy spotlight of the cross, don't you lose sight of that empty grave. I don't know about you, but I do not serve a God resting in the dust of this place. I serve a Jesus enthroned in the highest place. Choirs of angels singing his greatness, his praises, his fame. Because our Jesus, he did not just come to die. He came to be raised to life. And now he sits at the right hand of God the Father, arguing in your favor, holding my pardon with the compassion of a Savior. He is waiting for you. He is longing for you. He is pleading for you. He is interceding for you to turn your life over today. We don't just thank him for the cross, but we celebrate his triumph over death all over this place, the splendor and the majesty and the glory of God incarnate, man in skin, high priest, prince of peace, terror of the curtain, not just any humiliated dead man, but the very bread of the presence, the blood of the lamb, our prophecy fulfillment, Emmanuel God with us. He is Christ, the king of heaven. He's the breath of life in Adam. He's the God of Abraham. He's the son of David and church. This morning, the great, the eternal, the historical, I am. He came for you. He came for you.